Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. Thank you so much for staying with us. I'm sure you've been hearing us talk about Articulate Africa for the past couple of days, and it's been really a wonderful journey. And with us this afternoon is Tim Ngosinobo, Head of Parks and Recreation and Culture at Etiguini Municipality, joining us on the line. Thank you so much for your time, Tim Ngosi. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Timel, and thanks, thanks as well for offering us this platform. So, so maybe let's just maybe uh, by way of your introduction, introduce us to Articulate Africa. What was it meant to be doing? Uh, Pimelo, uh, you may be aware that Devon uh, is designated by UNESCO, the only city in Africa so far, uh, to be a city of literature. Uh, and the reason why we call that designation was not because of things we're promising, but actually what we're already doing. So as a city, we've always been promoting um, writing and reading. So we had a number of programs. Um, so in terms of de- that designation, our interpretation of that, it is about the celebration of the word. Whether that word is expressed in the form of a book, uh, in terms of gastronomy, food, in terms of music, and also visual arts. So what then Africa, Articulate Africa does uh, is to organize uh, this Articulate Africa program where all of these streams will be celebrated together. Mm-hmm. And also the reason why we call it Articulate Africa is because we also include in this program African uh, uh, from, uh, from uh, other different countries in Africa and also African diaspora based elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is about really the festival of ideas mm-hmm. um, so where people will congregate and talk about issues that affect them their narratives and the manner in which they want it to be presented. Mm. You know, it's not the first one. So you've obviously evolved and grown with this uh, particular fair. Talk to us about what was central to your themes this, this year. Yes, this is the four, this was the fourth installment. Uh, what we looked at uh, this year was, one, the issue of uh, GPV. We realized that gender-based violence is on the increase, unfortunately, and all of us have to be responsible in terms of addressing it. Part of the audience was a woman whose hands were severed because of an attack uh, by her boyfriend. Mm. We also had um, some people who come from the gay communities, who some of them have had their private parts uh, severed because people are saying they do not need them. Mm. And then we had doctors, uh, and, and we were so grateful for that, that at least South Africa, uh, does have a skill, uh, especially plastic surgeons uh, who then reconstruct them uh, and make them able again to, to, to live a, a better life. And then also, uh, we had a 16, 17, 18 year group, young people who are no longer young, but also not adults, who tend to be ignored most of the time within communities. Mm-hmm. So they have their own platforms where they raise issues, talking about why, for instance, uh, depression, uh, suicide among teenagers is on the increase. Then we're able to identify a number of issues there and we realize uh, that we need to have programs for them. And then we also have 15 writers, young writers, uh, that we call from different communities uh, around Devon. Uh, we took them through for the whole year and they produced their own book, which we also launched this year. And then lastly, we have something called One City, One Book. We say in the city, and we've been doing this for the last seven, eight years, that um, whether you're a politician, employed, unemployed, businessman, you must have at least one book to read. So we prescribe a book every year and we encourage people to read. So this year, a book that was chosen after a public participation process uh, is one that says 
uh, the mind of a corrupt pastor, which is uh, written by Jordan uh, Pido Dada, a lady that lives uh, here in Tewe, mm. to encourage this and then set aside the budget of about 15 million rand uh, to assist writers, and then we buy their books so that they become part of our 101 uh, library networks in the city. Mm. I mean, obviously, you stage the fair once a year, but I'm sure that there are things that happen in between the actual big fairs. And, and, and I want to know a bit more about those programs. Yes, these programs will include, for instance, these young people who produce a book of short stories, 15 of them. Uh, they will have to be part of uh, the library network that we have, by 501 of, uh, of them. So they must participate in programs that happen there uh, almost every week where young people come together, and even the elderly for that matter, uh, then they would be encouraged to read books because you cannot be a writer without being a reader. So they get taken through the programs, and those that become successful then would then be taken through. And then secondly, um, almost every month you have in our Devon Art Gallery the exhibition that, exhibitions that will come from young people from across the city who are involved in the visual arts um, 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 visual arts, uh, who they are, um, who then display uh, their creations in the Devon Art Gallery, and those that get chosen will then participate uh, in the finals that are held at the end of the year. Mm. And then, as I also said, we choose this book. We start the process of choosing a book that is going to be a book of the city. And then people do join in as well and make their own expression. So we have different uh, book clubs around the city. They will come together read various books, and then make recommendations to us. So you can't just select a book, therefore, without reading it, because you have to say it as to why uh, do you think it's important. You know, you mentioned some of the sensitive discussions that were held um, earlier. And, and I wonder when you engage with communities, because these are people that come from communities. What, what's the reaction that you get from community members when you do address issues that, are, that confront them, that are sensitive, that they need to reflect on? Um, what I've seen compared to what was happening some few years ago, Pimedo, there is now a change of attitude. Mm. Uh, when you introduce these matters, people will just laugh you off. And some of them would even think that simply because you are gay or a lesbian, then people have the right uh, to abuse you or even to attack you physically. But now people are sitting back and listening, and they are all, I think, um, getting worried about things that are happening to these communities. So that this year, a decision was taken um, that we now need to go to where people are uh, within communities and have these workshops on a regular basis so that more and more people get raised uh, to discuss, discuss this. So I must say, therefore, that our programs are beginning to pay off, judging from the change of attitude. And even young people, for that matter, uh, who used to dismiss these issues are now also participating and making their own contributions mm-hmm. and telling us what, what needs to be done by who and where. And, and when they give you that feedback, I mean, are some of the things that they're asking to be done complicated? Are they things that need resources or is it more simplistic things? Surprisingly not. I think all that they need is uh, they want people who are prominent within communities to take a stand, mm-hmm. whether it's a counsellor, whether it's a religious leader, whoever. Um, they, they will say, 
well, you guys are the only ones who raise these issues, and when you raise mm-hmm. them, you do it from the platforms of the international convention centers, for yeah. instance. Yeah. There are no forums that take place within communities themselves, mm. and we want to see you on a regular basis talking to us about these matters, mm. and also encouraging us, because we do know of incidents that happened here as well. You go about reporting them on behalf of those people um, that get attacked. So, yes, that is what is happening. So, attitudes are really changing and people want to participate. Which is interesting because when they start saying, well, what about leaders? You know, it's all good and well that you are here, but, you know, engage with our local councillors, our mayors and so on. Um, When you speak to leadership, do, do they receive that? Um, it, it still, I think we still have to do a lot in, te- in terms of that. Mm, mm. Um, because for whatever reason, it may, it may not have been seen as an important issue, mm, mm. Uh, as a bread and butter issue. Mm, mm. Uh, but people are now beginning to realize, uh, I was quite pleased for instance this year, that we had a number of um, um, people who come from uh, soccer fraternity, for instance, we had Manda, um, Manda who is the coach, uh, of uh, Golden Arrows who participated in discussions, present Kuzoy for a time. So once they begin to see such people, um, and then and then you do get a support uh, from local communities. So there is a change, but you still want to see more and more pastors. And we had quite a number of them this year, mm-hmm. uh, Pastor Vustub and others who participated. And those are the things that we need. And even for that matter, I must say, leaders from uh, the tech industry as well. They mm-hmm. came out in big numbers mm-hmm. and they did admit that they do get uh, people who in their own industry misbehave as well and this has to come to an end. Mm. So they were looking for things to be done and and also they want to become part of that partnership. I, I guess, I mean, because, I mean, that makes all the difference. If you hear a church leader, if you hear uh, uh, owners of taxis saying to their fellow brothers and sisters, we've got to change as a community our behavior, it, it has a completely different ring tone. Yes, Pimelo, you may be aware, for instance, and I'm sure you might have read uh, about um, especially young women who simply because of what they are wearing have been harassed. Uh, in taxi ranks and so forth. So here at this in Devon, the taxi buses have taken a very firm stand and they are discouraging those things. They are teaching their own employees, the drivers and other people, that women do have a right to wear whatever they feel uh, they, 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 they should in public and it's not our right uh, or even a privilege for the matter to make comments or attack them. So once they take a stand uh, and considering at least that they vary about just more than a million people a day. Uh, so they reach the biggest numbers of people out there. And mm. if they were to spread, mm. help us to spread this message, mm. I think we'll be able to arrest this problem within a short space of time. And I must say, I mean, I've also seen the adverse where, for instance, in, in a taxi rank, someone tried to mug somebody and they just were not allowed. You know, they, they were completely put uh, uh, to a stop very quickly. So so when there is buy-in, these things can happen. You You can get change very, very quickly on the ground. Oh, yes, yeah, yes. Um, for, for me, really, uh, them joining us this year uh, and also agreeing that we can use the taxi industry to mm. spread the message across mm. uh, was a winner. It's going to make a huge difference uh, because that is why these big numbers of people that were unable to reach either through books or any other programs, conventional programs that we've been having all along. Mm-hmm. So with them coming on board, uh, I, I can assure you that at least our messages are going to reach just more than 3 million people a day 
and hopefully that is going to bring about a change that we desire. You, you obviously, you know, being a custodian of a UNESCO program means that you also interact with other counterparts in other cities. I know that there's a lot of engagement between yourselves as well as New Orleans and some and, and, and places like that. Just give us a sense of, you know, aligned programs that you can share experiences with with other cities. Yes, I must be grateful more, especially to the American consulate here in Devon. Uh, people have encouraged us from the beginning, noticing what we're doing, but said we must participate. The cities that we work mainly with, uh, there is a, a, a network of 172 can- uh, cities around the world, I think from 72 countries. And as I said, we're the only ones here in Africa. So we do have, for instance, um, more especially cities, uh, Barcelona, uh, Nottingham, uh, and many others across Europe that we have programs with. And these programs, we um, exchange ideas, we visit one another uh, like twice a year, uh, where then they will report as to what programs are they running. We also report our own programs. Uh, and then at some point, they allow our writers uh, to go to those cities, stay there for some time. And once they come back here, they should be able uh, to write books about mm. their own experiences and so forth. Then the same thing, we're expected as well to host those people who would be coming in here. And that is why also when you have these programs, like One City, One Book, I must say, um, they, 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 they in love with our concept of One City, One Book, where we encourage the entire city to read the that book. And some of them are beginning to adopt uh, this idea. So, How do you distribute the, the outcomes, the books that you're talking about, when eventually they're completed and compiled? How do you get to distribute them? Um, like, for instance, when we launched, like we did, uh, people who are there are expected to buy the books because we're trying to get them to get into a habit also uh, of buying books. Uh, and then secondly, we, we distribute them through uh, various uh, book clubs that you have. We encourage book clubs to read these books, send us comments, um, and so forth. And also, as I was saying, you don't choose a book without being going through the communities, the network that you have, and then people make comments about it. And what we require, uh, you can suggest a book, but for us it has to meet several criteria, like one of them. To what extent is it contributing towards the change of attitudes uh, within communities, whether those attitudes are in relation to gender or race? Uh, and also, uh, depending on the subject matter it addresses, we always encourage that it must be about the expression, um, uh, it, it must allow for the expression of a view. So in other words, there is no view which is disallowed and others that are encouraged uh, since we are encouraging an open society. So there is that widest possible participation. Uh, and also then you have throughout the year, I must say, we do invite the writers to go to schools talk about this book, we invite them to participate in various programs that we have uh, where we reach out to communities, it could be churches or any organized formation for that matter. So there's about 20 or so events throughout the year that the writers are required to come uh, and talk to those people and also to ensure that people must know and they realize that they can benefit out of, out of their writing um, as kids we do pay them whenever they attain out of this event mm. so that they're able to then recoup whatever that they invested. T- today is obviously the last day. For those who missed some things, I mean, where, which platforms can they go to, to to catch up on some of the conversations and what happened at uh, Articulate Africa? Uh, Pimelo, they can reach us through our social media platforms, ATEGWINI, PRC, 
Tegwini PRC, you are available uh, on YouTube and also on Facebook. Um, all the seminars actually were recorded in full so they can find them there. All right. Thank you so much. Timbingo Singobo is Head of Parks and Recreation and Culture at Etiquini Municipality. And this conversation was brought to you by Etiquini Municipality Parks and Recreation and Culture.